Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, a new weekly show that we are putting out specifically focused on trending topics around the world, trending news, and giving you our perspective from the Latino side, right? So thank you for tuning in to the show. This is episode number five or four, I believe. I'm not too sure. But nonetheless, you know, we've been having a great time with these episodes. And before we get into it, uh, today we have some big topics that we're going to hit on. We're going to hit on the Florida immigration law. We're going to hit on Meta and uh, they're removing rails bonuses. And we're also going to hit on some of the steps that we take to take care of our mental health. Before we get into all that, um, number one, if you guys can do us a huge favor right now, pause this podcast episode and share this episode with three other people that needs to hear any of the shows on the Latin Wealth platform, whether it's Wealth Wednesday, the Friday interviews, go ahead and pause it, hit share, hit the three little dots, uh, text it to somebody, send it to somebody in a Instagram message, or maybe you have a Facebook group, send it to somebody in our community that needs to hear this information. Obviously, it's going to help with growing this platform, but it's also going to help with this information reaching the right people that needs to hear this information, right? So go ahead and do that for us. Uh, And with that being said, my guest for Wealth Wednesday is Jeremiah Ramirez. How you doing, bro? How you feeling? I'm good, bro. You know, I'm super excited about some of the topics that we have today because sometimes, you know, we kind of have to dig a little deeper to figure out how these topics directly affect um, us as a Latino culture, right? And as a people. But I think these topics today, um, they touch on some things, especially the first one, touch on something that's super relative, right? Or applicable to to us and our people. So I'm excited. Absolutely. And um, man, before we get into those heavy topics, I want to I want to know how you're doing, man. How how are you and the family are doing? Right. Um, I know I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure if everybody in the world knows. Right. You, you keep it kind of hush hush with your personal, which is phenomenal. But I know you've told me that, yo, you welcome a new baby girl into the world. I'd love for you to, you know, talk about your experience recently, what you've been learning about yourself. And uh, yeah. You know, what's funny, though, Chris, is that. Um... You know, my first child was a son um, and, and any father, obviously, that makes you proud. Right. The, the legacy carries on, things like that. And my son is a phenomenal example of me, like a little twin. Right. Um, and as you're growing up, I would say that growing up as a father, especially when you're young and you start off a little bit younger and you have a son, it's a little bit easier because there's some things that you can kind of maybe skip out on and, it, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he's a boy. So, you you know, he, yeah. all you fall down, you just come on, boy, get up. You know? <laughs> now, total opposite when it comes to a daughter, you know, mm-hmm. but life altering, life changing for as a father, um, you get more in touch with the affectionate side of yourself. And so there's always been something there's duality in, in every life. And I'm trying to just keep it light. But basically, you know, yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Right. So even within you as a person, you have yin and yang. Um, you don't want too much of one or the other, right? Because then you're out of balance. So having my daughter's just been able to um, put you more in that affectionate side, being able to understand that everything can't be solved with mm. yelling or screaming. You know, mm. you have to think of how to, you know, reshape things. You reshape your mind, you evolve as a person. 
the conversation that you have, you know that you have to have a different conversation with the young lady. Um, it can't mm-hmm. be the cursing and the yelling and getting all upset and stuff. You have to think of how to actively listen um, and how to apply that stuff to creating that relationship with you and her so that she feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, you know, it's totally reshaped my my, my thought process, mm-hmm. you know. And so as a father, not only just a person, but as a father, it's taught me that you got to be, um, you're going to have to step your game mm-hmm. up, man. You got to level up, man. you know. So, so That's beautiful. man, I, yeah, life awesome. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. So, I mean, one thing that I'll share from my perspective since you having, you know, your daughter is um, since I met you, like you said, you've always been very um, even kill, as you love to say, you've been even kill. You're not too high, not too low. You just spoke about it with the yin and yang. Um, But I have to say, since you've had her, I feel like there's been a different glow about you. There's been a little bit more excitement, some more smiles, you know what I'm saying, which has been great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, I, I love to see it either way. It, I think it's great, uh, but it's dope to see like, you know, every time I talk to you, I get on the phone with you or we start these conversations. You're just like, man, life is great. Like you can't like life is great. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love to see that. Yeah. 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 Always. No, it's it's been uh, like I said, it's been life altering. Man. And like you said, that glow is just being an internal happiness, mm-hmm. man, that you get from just being around, um, you know, your child and seeing them grow, seeing them develop, can't replace yeah. it. So for yeah. sure. I appreciate yes, that. Sir. Yes, sir. I love that. With that being said, we can start jumping into our topics. And one of the biggest topics that we have for today is the Florida immigration bill to, it has become law. Um, you know, this article I was reading, it, it wasn't law just yet, but it has become a law and a bill has been signed into law by government by Governor DeSantis that suppresses illegal immigrants in the state of Florida, right? So the immigration bill calls for increased employment verification requirements, which I think if you have over 20 employees or 24 employees, they need to be 25 25. 25 25. employees that need to be verified that they are Mm -hmm. U.S. citizens. They discourage citizens from transporting illegal immigrants um, they require hospitals to report on costs related to treating illegal immigrants. Um, they ban Florida use of driver's license issues, uh, them in other states. I um, mean, there's a couple other things. I, I, please chime in if I'm missing anything, Jeremiah. But, you know, a lot of these things are directed towards, you know, uh, immigrants that come into Florida, come into the United States. And as you guys know, in Florida, a lot of immigrants come from the Caribbeans. You're talking about Haiti, Cuba, DR, um, even to South America mm-hmm. and Central America. A lot of Latinos, they they go to Florida and hope for opportunities, right? And um, it, it's been it's been crazy. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. I mean, this this law could really bring Florida's economy to a halt. Like, let's be honest you've you've seen videos sure. of construction sites empty you've seen you know these fields in in florida that are are completely empty right and thousands of immigrants are leaving the state of florida you know they they need to provide for their family right and they can't do it in florida they're going to simply leave so uh man what what's going on in your opinion 
it's just it's crazy that this has been signed um in addition to, to put the cherry on on the top of all this uh DeSantis is also running for president in 2024 so we'll see we'll see how that plays out I mean for me Chris I think that everything that you just said the little points and everything I think that everything just points in um in the direction of being led or being the underlying cause being that DeSantis is running for mm. president um he you know i'm not here i'm not we're not political right, right. or anything but obviously the gop republican party um they're very strict on mm-hmm. immigration right they just say do it the right way uh you know pay and go through all of those various things now we all know especially for us latinos that when you're coming from a certain um background or coming from these countries you don't have the finances to do that right mm-hmm. you're just trying to get to america to live a better dream um, the sign behind me says it was all a dream. And mm-hmm. it is usually all a dream for people when they come over here. And a lot of people work hard and they do jobs that honestly, let's be real. Most of us Americans, we don't want to do That's those jobs. Fact. We're not going to go work out in the farm, in, in the field for hours upon hours. Yeah. You know, heat just burning you. Like these people are hardworking people and they have families and they want love. They want to live the American dream just like anybody else. Um, and what's crazy is there's 800,000 undocumented workers in Florida. Now, you know, probably about 62% of those are in the agricultural background, right? So you're look, you're talking about um, the oranges, right, which mm-hmm. is super huge and crucial in Florida's um, agricultural background. You're talking about anything that's, that uses farmland. These guys are looking to um, undocumented workers because obviously, let's be honest, you can pay them a lower wage, but let's be realistic. Who wants to go like what Americans want to go take those jobs? So it's not as if they're taking jobs from people that want to go and do those jobs. Right. Um, and, and you said mentioning throughout also Haiti as well, obviously, um, in the Bell Blade area in California. I mean, excuse me, in Florida, there's a huge population of Haitians, almost a mm-hmm. whole city. So it's like all of these people, they're trying to provide for the family. Where do they mm-hmm. go? Um, the employers are now being charged, they're being fined $1,000 a mm-hmm. day, man. Chris, you believe that $1,000 a day, bro, just for if you were found to have immigrants, right, or employing them or helping them, har- harboring them, as they call it, $1,000 a day fine. Mm-hmm. And so businesses are looking at how do I operate? Now I have to totally shift my budget. Think about it. The year just started. We're in May, right? You're in the second quarter of the year. You have to totally shift your entire budget. Because you allotted a certain amount of money for overhead that you're going to pay the workers. Now, what if you have to go and find American mm-hmm. uh, staff or temporary workers? You're going to have to pay them two to three yeah. times, right? Two to three X what you were paying the undocumented. So it totally shifts your budget. Now, is your business even going to stay yeah. valid? Like, is it going to stay profitable? Yeah. That's that's what I'm looking at, man. It's crazy. So, Chris, with all this going on, what do you think? Do you think that, like, for me? Because I think that it's more about DeSantis being a president and obviously his background being, you know, more of a Republican. He's feeding his his base. Right. Um, but what's your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it's do you think that there's going to be a uh, there's a resolution to it? What's the what's the reason all of this is happening? And, you know, what what's, what's your thoughts? Man, it's, it's really interesting. That's a great question. It's really interesting to me because some of these decisions, like I just have to sit back and ask myself, do they not? look at the repercussions of what could possibly happen if you put a bill into play that suppresses you know florida is one of the the states that has the most immigrants right um 
So it, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, it's interesting to see. Um, I, and what I try to do is obviously we're doing the research on this topic. The vast majority of the people disagree with it. You know, we all feel for the immigrants that have to leave the state that, you know, don't have a job. And actually, I didn't know that um, each each job is being fined a thousand dollars. That's that's crazy. You know, it's like, man, that, that's nuts. But what I was going to say is, you know, I try to find I always want to play devil's advocate to see what's on the other side, to see what other people on the other side are thinking, right? And of course, I came across an American who made a video where, you know, they believe it's, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, uh, don't shoot the messenger. They believe basically what you said, like, hey, we're willing to go in there and we're willing to do the work. Um, and obviously, he he just didn't believe that there should be any illegal immigrants in the United States. And he was saying like, look, we have to fight tooth and nail to win the bids for these jobs. And it's it's like, how can they can com compete when the immigrant has a team of individuals that they don't have to pay taxes to, that they can just pay them all underneath the table and they're going to come in and they're going to undercut them, right? And do the job a lot cheaper. So his thing was he he agreed with it. And, you know, there's there's Americans that are willing to do the job. But like you said, um, I think that's a very selective group of individuals that are willing to do that job. And the people that are willing to do that job, like you said, you're going to have to pay them three, four times more to, to do that job, man. And it's just, um, it's crazy. I honestly don't know how this is going to play out. I think this could possibly have a huge negative effect on Florida's um, economy, but you know, only sure. time will tell, I think. I think it's going to be counterproductive to DeSantis and what he what his thought process is. This isn't the Disney thing, you know, that he had going on where he's battling Disney and everything. Um, this is this reaches economic proport. This reaches very large economic proportions. And what I mean by that is he's going to find that a lot of his base um, in Florida, right, are in that area in the farmland. Very conservative farmers, right, hardworking people. But they're drawing a line now and they're like, dude, now you've affected, right? You've affected my income with this law. Like we all know that the, the, the you know, the immigrants are here. Um, and so I think it's going to I think it's going to be counterproductive to him. I think it's going to cost him votes actually in his own state. Right. So yeah. if you were thinking about making, an, um, you know, that presidential run that he's trying to make, obviously, you'd want to win your own state. The second thing is yeah. in reference to uh, the conversation with. Um, the American that made the comment and said, hey, they're taking, you know, we're bidding with these contracts and we're getting undercut because you don't have to pay taxes, all these things, right? Here's the thing. And they don't believe it should be any immigrants. I, I got it. So here, here's what's funny, though. Um, if that same question, and I'm being the devil's advocate the other way. So if that same mm -hmm. question was posted to the Native Americans who were already here, right, who mm -hmm. when people came over, we were immigrants to them, mm -hmm. right? Was there a law where they asked if how they felt about People coming over and still in their land, or also, and obviously, know. I'm not here to get political. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a slippery no, slope, right? Sure, if that's sure. what we're saying, then our families aren't really from here originally either. So, how, mm -hmm. how does that work? You know, so mm -hmm. I, I think people really need to take it into consideration. Um, people feel like they get entitled, right? You live here and you start to get entitled. You is. feel a certain type of way, um, and you don't understand what it was like two fifty or three hundred years ago when your ancestors came from. Ireland, right, because of the potato blight, or they came from um, Italy with DeSantis, right, because uh, mm -hmm. his grandparents and great-grandparents are all from Italy, 
from from Tuscany. So it, you forget what it's like for you to come over and just have that American dream. I mm-hmm. feel like people need to, you know, get get reconnect with that and understand that everyone's just trying to make a better life for their for their family. And that whole people are racist, uh, rapists, and all this other dude. There's 800k undocumented workers in Florida alone, and you don't have that high of a crime rate. So mm. what does that say? That says the majority of these people come over and they just want to work and live their life. That's that's funny that you brought that up because that was one of his points that, you know, we should be worried about other things that, you know, um, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. But you said 800,000. That's just, okay. man, that's that's crazy, man. There's that's, no way this doesn't turn out like this. This is totally, this is totally rewriting history in Florida. Like it, it, mm-hmm. there's no way this doesn't change everything. This is gonna. This is monumental, and we'll see mm-hmm. how it turns out. Though, yeah. Wow, crazy. So, as always, we'll leave to the link to some of the articles that we were reading on this subject. You guys just sure. obviously do your education, look into it a little bit more, and then we'll got, we'll definitely keep you guys posted on you know what happens with this, what happens with the economy, uh, specifically in Florida, and how it may even affect the United States as well. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, to transition a little bit, um, something off, something else that's being cut off is Meta, also known as Facebook, who owns Instagram, will stop offering real bonuses to creators on Facebook and Instagram. So, if you guys are not familiar with reels it's it's basically the vertical form short form content that you guys create or that you guys consume so uh again it's the vertical form and um yeah so it says that meta is pausing its program to pay bonuses to creators for making reels and hitting specific benchmarks so what it means by that is um i, I if i'm not mistaken and it's not like they were paying creators a whole lot let's let's be honest like you have to hit a million or 10 million views on it was crazy numbers. yeah like it's it something absurd like come on like, man to, to make like a hundred dollars or I, I don't know i don't know this very specific yeah. but yeah. the program was originally introduced in 2021 and it incentivized creators to generate more short form content now that's fair and i feel for all the creators out there is that maybe we're making a living off of you know, the reels, uh, the, the bonuses and whatnot. But this is what I'll say about, I'm speaking to the creators out there and anybody in business. I think that we just need to continue to spread ourselves across all platforms, right? I mm. believe the days of being hyper-focused on one platform is over. So what I mean by that is 2018, 2019, even 2020, you have a lot of creators that were hyper-focused on just YouTube or just TikTok or just um, you know the other platform that's not as as used as much as I think it's called Thriller or Triller or something like that. It's similar to TikTok, but nonetheless, I don't believe the days of you putting all your eggs in one basket is, is a strategy anymore. I think we're living in a time where you have to almost spread yourself thin. It's almost a better strategy to post on TikTok, to post on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's what I'll say, you know, especially with the talks of TikTok being banned and meta stopping their bonus program, you know, uh, it goes back to investing. I think 
diversifying is always going to be your best move. It's always going to be the best play for you. Um, and I think the other thing is sometimes as creators, we rely too much on the platform to incentivize us to create content when we should yeah. be incentivizing ourselves to make content. I agree. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, like I said, I feel for the people that potentially were making a living off these bonuses or whatever the case is. There are other ways to make money within these platforms. Like if you go on live, people can pay for those badges and whatnot. Um, but this, to me, just shows that you need to be spreading yourself thin across all platforms, um, especially when you're looking to create short form content. I would I would agree. And I think that a lot of people don't really utilize social media the way that they should. Um, you know, Chris, connecting with you, you know, is my brother. You thought, like, man, it's my little brother. You know, man, I feel like super blessed because I have someone like you who understands uh, the podcast game. You understand the reels. You understand shorts. You understand content, right? Um, how to post different things. And I, I love that I'm able to pick your brain and you can help that. A lot of people don't have that, though, right? And so I think what ends up happening is people cling to whatever platform is most comfortable for them. Whatever is most user-friendly for them, they just kind of lean into that. And I think, like you said, this is this is caused for diversification. It's no different than if we're talking finances and you're looking at your portfolio and you only put your money in Tesla, bro, you've been hurting, right? Because up until now, because Elon just decided he's going, right? But you've been hurting. But if you had your money spread across different indices and different money, and it's the same thing with this, like you want to just like you said, I have all your eggs in one basket, learn multiple platforms, right? Learn how to connect um, your social media sites, learn how to connect all of them. Meta, I mean, come on, Meta has WhatsApp, uh, Facebook, Instagram, right? Like connect those three. So anytime you post right. one, it'll stream and post, you know, instantaneously across all three of them. You know, and you, you're going to increase your reach. And so those are these are just simple things I think people got to think about. Um, and then branding. You know, you and I talk mm -hmm. about all the time. We're looking at Aladdin Wealth. You redid it. You redid the logo. You read, you know, it's up to date. It just looks way more way applicable. Right. OK, so you were thinking about the branding, how far this thing is going to go. What could I use and how does it have put my touch on it? And so people have to start thinking about that as well. Um, there's like. Think about it. Cardi B with Fashion Nova, right? Mm -hmm. She started wearing it and tagging them and then they started paying her for it. Like there's other ways to make money, right? If, sure. And if you have a massive amount of following, people should pay you for a promotion. People could pay you yeah. to wear their clothes. There's all these sorts of things to do. But like you said, you got to dig in and focus on building your brand and incentivizing mm -hmm. yourself and creating that image and letting people know that you you bring value. No, I, I love that. And so just to add on to what you were saying, you said, look, if you can connect what's at Facebook and Instagram and post one post on all platforms, do that. But also look back at, I think, two episodes ago where we did an episode on AI, where there's yep. different yep. AI tools and AI platform that can yep. help you with your creative process and shorten that time. Maybe it used to take you five hours to make 10 pieces of content. Now you can use the AI platform that can do it for you in 10 minutes, right? So that diversification applies to not only investing business, but also building your brand and creating content on social media as well. Hey, it's something that we're definitely working on as well on Latin Wealth, you know, posting on link or even LinkedIn, I, LinkedIn, but I'll, 
<laughs> I was just going to mention TikTok, um, Instagram, uh, all platforms, right? So um, obviously when it comes to like the Twitters and the LinkedIn's of the world, they're not too big on short form content. They're more written right. content, blogs, articles, things like that. Uh, but right. nonetheless, like Jeremiah said, take the time to, to learn it, right? And to, to spread yourself across all platforms. Again, I think the the idea of spreading yourself thin is, is actually a good strategy. Just post post a little bit on each platform and see which one works the best, I, I think is the strategy, um, in my opinion, right? It's, it's what I'm doing and it's what other big creators are doing as well. And so, you know, we're learning from the biggest ones. I agree. I think the days of when it comes to social media and posting, uh, you know, the Mississippi River theory, right? You mm. build up that one thing to be super, super strong and then everything else feeds off of that. I think that that's th those days are gone now because there's so much access to so many different things. And let's mm. be honest, people's attention span is eight seconds. Eight seconds. Right. That's the whole point of having the reels, because it, it, a long video, they are just scrolling mm. on to something else. Mm. What do you do? You learn the hook. Right. You learn the hook. There's the story. Right. There's the solution. There's there's the connect. Right. So you learn those pieces and you do all that within 30 seconds. And so what does it do? It keeps them engaged. Right. And it mm -hmm. keeps them focusing. And then you're spreading that across different platforms, which attracts different demographics. Yeah. LinkedIn. Actually, I started seeing people on LinkedIn posting short, short, like short content. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I'm like, OK, so it's happening here, too. Yeah. More Absolutely. professional based, but it was it was happening. So, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Love that. Love that. Earlier, you mentioned picking your brain. And so this yeah. last thing that we want to talk about, we'll have we have a couple more minutes uh, is mental health. Just real quick. You know, we talk a lot about news. We talk a lot about like banks failures and recessions and mm -hmm. all this stuff can be it can, it can have an effect on your mental health. Let's be honest. You know, the immigration law sure. can make you feel a type of way. Right. And For so sure. the first thing that we never want to do on this show is create fear-based content uh, we always want to get you quality information we always want to give you it from our perspective um, but we always want to make sure that you guys can take tangible steps to improve your life your financial life as much as possible so mental health real quick um how do we take care of our mental health what are a couple things that we do as individuals to take care of our mental health and mental health this could be a whole two-hour discussion let's be honest especially for the latino community where we just we just work ourselves to the ground let's be honest and we don't talk about it you know we're going to talk True. about it on this show so uh i'm going to go into two different things that i do to work on my mental health and take care of myself now obviously and, and i don't want to take it away from you jeremiah but like working out is a phenomenal way to take care of your mental health but i wanted to, to go a different way so for me, number one is I'm going to say get in the right room. So what do I mean by that? It, I'm simply saying, number one, like I go to therapy. I'm in the room mm -hmm. with a therapist, right? Talking through mm -hmm. some of the things that I've gone through in my life, um, talking through my emotions and just, just talking through how I can deal with things better, right? Number two, when I mean get in the right room, this is the shameless plug. We have a, a men's group that we're a part of right where we go in and it's i'm gonna be honest it's like therapeutic for me to go in there fellowship with like-minded men talk about growth talk about you know getting better um it's 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 phenomenal right and it honestly helps me decompress 
And it's one of those things where while I'm in therapy, while I'm in the men's group, it's I'm not thinking about anything else but just getting better and just being there for my brothers, right? So that's number one, get in the right room for myself. Number two is practicing gratitude has been huge for me. Waking up every single morning, um, whether it's writing down five, ten things that I'm grateful for or, you know, just thanking God for every little thing that I have and just being grateful is something that helped me out a lot. I would challenge you guys out there, you know, if you're more of a negative person or if you kind of wake up on the the wrong side of the bed, um, before you check social media, before you check your emails, write down or say 10 things that you're grateful for or 10 things positive about yourself. A lot of times we can't even think of 10 things positive to say about ourselves or about our lives. So that should be a challenge for some of you guys out there. Those are two ways I take care of my mental health, getting in the right room and practicing gratitude. Jeremiah, it's all you, bro. Appreciate it, bro. I mean, piggybacking off of yours before I get into mine, obviously uh, I want to say something. If you had a friend that talked to you the way you talk to yourself, because 85% of our conversation is mental and it's us. So if you had a friend that talked to you the way you talk to yourself, you wouldn't be friends with that person. Whoa. So super important conversations, man. Whoa. You wouldn't be friends with them. Okay? At the bar. So <laughs> it's, it's very true. Uh, <laughs> number one, if you're at mental health journaling, right? Yeah. Journal. Get you a notebook. Get the phone. Phone has the audio recorded. Right? Journal. Get it out. Because here's the thing. It's better to vent to your phone or vent to a notebook than to vent to someone that's going to run and tell your business. Post it on Facebook. Go tell somebody else. Right? So journaling, make sure that you're journaling. There's multiple different ways to do it, but journaling helps you get the emotion out. A lot of times if we could just simply journal, you can get the emotion out and then you start thinking logically again, right? You don't make certain decisions. If you're upset and and you feel like you're going to make a bad decision, what should you do? You should take a step back, go journal, right? Give it about two hours. And then if you still make that decision after that, okay, maybe that was the right decision. But usually you give it a little time. You're like, "Mm, that ain't the best decision, right? So journaling. Number two thing that I do is meditation. Some mm-hmm. people call it prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people call it supplication. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, chanting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care what religion you are. I'm not here for that. I'm, all love is love. But meditation in some form, right? Getting centered, closing your eyes, taking the time, as you said, in that spirit of gratitude, connecting, right? With your inner self, your higher self, right? Take that time. Take the time, please take the time before you start your day or whenever you do it. Maybe that's not the best time for you. Maybe it's lunchtime. You got to get yourself in a place and you get right in a quiet place and you can get it together. But it doesn't have to be prayer. You could just sit quiet and just be in stillness. Right. Ease your mind. I promise you it's going to help you to be more centered. And so when those decisions or someone comes to bother you, they you know, they've been annoying you all day instead of cussing them out or doing something crazy. You'll think twice, right? You'll take a breath and you'll say, hey, maybe, you know, and you'll respond in a different way and and you'll respond in a better way. So that's the two things, journaling, right? Number one, in every way that you, and however you do that, and then meditation. Love it, love it. Yo, Latin Wealth family, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share this episode with three other people. Text this episode to somebody, drop it in the Facebook group. We really want to grow this thing to honestly, to be honest, I'm going to say right now, we want to grow this to the, the number one platform for Latinos to come to for wealth, uh, entrepreneurship, business, investing, we, even health, mental health. We want to build this up that big. Help us out by getting there. 
by simply sharing this with three other people. Uh, with that being said, stay tuned to this Friday's interview with the Latinas that came from Central America and made, wow. um, you know, a very successful business for her and her family. So stay tuned for that episode and we'll be back next Wednesday. And it's your boy, Chris. We'll catch you next week. Peace.